The Mariners may have lost four of their last five, but with another comeback win in Toronto, the arrival of Taylor Trammell, and now the news of a big-time call-up, there's actually some fun stuff to talk about. So we're going to do that. Thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, May 1st, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link, as well as our social accounts, is also... So in the description of this episode, we last recorded together back on Thursday and a lot has happened since. So instead of a mailbag, we're going to do some catching up today. We'll be talking about the triumphant return of Taylor Trammell, John Schneider being hilariously salty about Cal Raleigh, the City Connect hat and black pants. And we also have some giveaway winners to announce, as well as the final tally of our Feeding America fundraiser. But first, Colby, we have some big news to talk about. According to Future Stars Series senior analyst and friend of the show, Joe Doyle, the Seattle Mariners are calling up top pitching prospect Bryce Miller, who will make his major league debut tomorrow against the A's. We'll talk more about what to expect from Miller's first MLB start on tomorrow's show. But Colby, for now, let's get your overall reaction to Miller getting the nod. It's Miller time, baby. Number one, how dare you? Uh, Number two, what's the over-under on number of times Dave Sims says it's Miller time tomorrow? Uh, but, uh, it, it's, it's probably gonna be pretty high, but, uh, it's, I'll, I'll set it first, at four and a half. Okay. First and a half, uh, first and a half. First of all, it's exciting, right? The mayors are calling up, you know, some would say their best prospect for me is number two. I think he was number one for Ty. Um, and honestly, he's probably no longer number two, uh, but that has more to do with Cole Young than Bryce Miller. Uh, so it's exciting. Anytime the Mariners call up a young prospect, particularly a pitcher, they've had pretty good luck. Um, in developing these young arms so far. Um, it's exciting. Uh, for me, I like, I think it's a bit early. Uh, Miller was not particularly great down in double a, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't, he wasn't pitching well enough that he would be getting called up if there wasn't, you know, a major hole in the rotation. And, th- and that's kind of what you want these guys to do. You want them to force the Mariners hand. He really hasn't done that. The fastball has been, you know, as advertised, we know that that's a good pitch. We know that he's going to get whiffs on it. Um, but the off speed stuff just really hasn't been consistently there. So he doesn't really have a second major league offering, at least that we've seen so far. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a little bit aggressive. Uh, now what we don't know is, is we don't know how this affects the Mariners, uh, rotation in the short term and in the long term is Miller just getting called up for a, a spot start? Is he going to be here for a couple weeks and then sent back down? Is is he in the rotation now for the rest of the year? Uh, we don't really know yet, and we don't know how the Mariners are going to stack guys after this. There's a couple things they can do with pushing everybody back a day. They can swap a couple guys, or there, there's different things they can do here. So we'll see how they play it all out and how they line it all up. But um, in terms of you know if you're going to start Bryce Miller and you think he's ready where's a good spot to start him probably in Oakland in front of 2,500 fans, uh, you know, playing against the worst team in baseball. 
uh, that's about as soft as a landing can get in Major League Baseball. And obviously, Miller still has to execute Oakland while they're not good. They are a team of professional Major League Baseball players. So you're going to have to execute. You're going to have to pitch well. And there are some guys in that lineup that are hitting really well right now. So again, there's really no such thing as a soft landing in Major League Baseball. Every lineup is tough to pitch to, um, especially if you're just throwing one pitch like Miller you know, almost certainly is right now. I think that's the only fair thing to expect out of him is that the fastball will be good and the rest we'll have to see. So I think it's a bit early. I think it's a bit aggressive, um, but we'll see how much of a long-term plan solution this is for the Mariners. It could just be a spot start and it could be back down. But one of the, I guess one of the extra benefits of this is that if they stay in their current rotation in their current set, and just add Miller right here in the middle of it. It does push Luis Castillo to Friday when you're playing the Astros. Um, and Bryce Miller will make his, I believe he would make his home debut on Sunday if he stays in the same spot in the rotation against the Astros as well. So uh, it's, it's exciting. It certainly is. And, and obviously we're going to be watching tomorrow and probably Wednesday show will be all about, you know, how did Bryce Miller look? How did this look? And we're going to talk a lot about Bryce Miller's first start. He's, he's an important piece of, of you know, the year now unfortunately with the injury to Robbie Ray, but it feels a bit aggressive to me. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Atmosphere wise, this is going to be basically a glorified minor league start for yeah. Miller. So, and it's probably something that he really needs because like you said, we don't really know where he's at right now and he hasn't been particularly good down in double a. I don't think it's as of a, as much of a disaster as maybe his numbers would illustrate because you know, Ryan Divish today tweeted that he's talked to some scouts and they've said that they think that maybe Miller's been working on some stuff, really, and isn't really focused on the results, ultimately, down in AA. So if that's the case, then that's basically like spring training, right? You're just working on things, you're experimenting, and yeah, you're going to get got when you're doing that a little bit. So the numbers are going to be a bit inflated. So really, we don't know, like I said, that where Miller is at right now. So we'll find out tomorrow and this is going to be a, a good little test for him going up against arguably the worst team in baseball and one of the worst facilities in baseball where there's going to be no kinds of pressure tacked on by the environment around him uh, it's a good spot for him to to make that start now this comes on the heels of some brutal news about Easton mcgee who made a spot start on saturday and uh for better or worse was r- really efficient against the uh, toronto blue jays only given up a hit in that start uh, was pretty much on pace to Maddox, the Toronto Blue Jays. If he was able to go the distance, he did not, though. And we found out part of the reason why for that is because he has now landed on the 15-day IL with a right forearm strain. So who knows what that means for the outlook for the rest of his 2023 campaign. You know, those forearm strains, especially on uh, the throwing arm, is uh, particularly concerning. So... Uh, but that said, let's get your thoughts on McGee's start in Toronto because we haven't had a chance to talk about that. What did you see out of Easton McGee? He was okay, and I'm, I'm not being sarcastic when I say that. He was okay. Um, there was nothing in his arsenal that looked like an above-average major league pitch, the sl- the the two-seamer, the sinker, whatever he wants to call it. It was it was average-ish, the, the slider's fringe average. Um, you know, it was, it was just kind of a perfect formula for him. Uh, he was able to work off the corners for the most part, hung a couple pitches. And when he did, you know, that's when a Eugenio Suarez has to make a spectacular play and, uh, you know, keep the, keep the no hitter alive. But, 
Um, young, hung a couple pitches, but for the most part, he was on the corners. Toronto, super aggressive in the start. That's how you, you know, any pitcher can get through six and two thirds and throw 65 pitches. The, the opposing offense has to be way too aggressive. And, uh, you know, he took advantage of it. He was, he was willing to work the corners. He ran the two seamer in on the righties. Um, it, it, it was okay. I, I didn't see anything that makes me think that Easton McGee is anything more than a triple a four a, you know, number six, number seven type of starter. Uh, but for what you needed him for and, and what you got out of him, it was a home run of an outing. Um, unfortunately, you know, he just happened to go up against Kevin Gossman, who probably had the filthiest splitter I've ever seen. And he had it for like seven innings. So a uh, bit of a bummer for him. And, and, you know, obviously Chapman's like the hottest player on the planet right now. Uh, he breaks it up and, you know, could Jared have maybe, no, <laughs> could Jared have maybe like dove and maybe gotten it, I guess, but no, uh, you know, it, it was a clean double and, uh, it was, it was cool. You know, only a couple strikeouts, the one walk, uh, he just, he didn't look intimidated. He went right after guys, but in, in terms of like stuff, yeah, you know, he's, he looks like right-handed Tommy Malone more or less. So, uh, but it's nice to know that you do have somebody in your back pocket, assuming health, of course, that if you need a spot, spot start, you can just go grab him and, and he'll give you five or six, keep you in the game. So over the weekend, we also saw the removal of Diego Castillo from the 26-man roster. Now, we thought that at first, the way that the Mariners worded it, that he was just optioned down to AAA. It turns out he was DFA'd and outrighted to AAA Tacoma. Uh, so a little bit of clarity on that because there was some confusion on if he could decline uh, the assignment to AAA or not. So he does have the option to do that after three years of service time, which he does have. Uh, but you can only keep the remainder of your salary if you have five or more years of service time. So if he disclined the assignment, he would lose out on essentially $3 million this year. Hence why he is still with the Mariners and now pitching for the Tacoma Rainiers. So that's the update on Diego Castillo. He is still within the Mariners organization. And I would say there's a, a non-zero chance we, we see Diego Castillo again at some point at the major league level as long as he stays with the, uh, within the organization. All right, so let's talk about the triumphant return of Taylor Trammell, who made his way back into the Mariners lineup yesterday and went yaya immediately in Toronto. Uh, we'll talk about that and some more stuff in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but don't want to compromise on taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. You gotta try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. Real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Are you kidding? And now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. 
Com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're close to Sam's Club running, grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. This episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't feel that your match is suitable for you, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So as you all know, we were hosting over the last month and change a fundraiser over on Feeding America. And simultaneously, Colby was also running a giveaway for a couple of his cards. So we're going to be announcing the final tally of the fundraiser. And we're going to be announcing the two winners of Colby's card giveaway right now this second so i'm gonna kick it to colby to uh get things going here who are our winners colby i don't know you have the pictures all right well uh, (laughs) yeah i thought you were gonna introduce it no ty is going to throw up the two winners on the screen right now congratulations to a name i'm not even gonna try and pronounce yasha Yasha Kuzman. kuzman yeah yes uh and also big congratulations to uh Ty, you love this name. This, this is financial. great. Wu-Tang Financial. Yes. Wu-Tang. <laughs> so if this is if you're watching this video, this is you. Here's how you're gonna claim your card. Okay. You're gonna email us uh locked on mariners at gmail.com. You're gonna email us your shipping address. We will send you a catchphrase or a code word or something that we just need you to leave in the comment section of a video of the, the video on the day you watch this, of course. Uh, so that we can verify that this is indeed you. Um, and then we'll we'll send you the card. Now, here's the catch. I remember I'm giving away this Cal Raleigh and this Mike Cameron card. So whoever emails me first gets to pick which card they want, and the other person will get the second one. Uh, you guys have uh, one week until next Monday to claim your prize. If you do not, then I'm just going to pick some other people. Uh, so, again, just email us at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Uh, send us your shipping address. We'll send you the code word or, or the, the phrase or whatever. And you just got to leave a comment on the next video and, and to confirm that that's you and, and, you know, and we'll send you your stuff. So congratulations to you two uh, people and uh, enjoy your cards. Hopefully you claim them because we've done this before where people haven't claimed their cards. So hopefully you claim these, hopefully you're watching today um, and, or listening and you recognize your own, you know, YouTube, uh, handle. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to mess with. All right. Next. 
fundraiser time. What did we do? We're we're at the end now, Colby. What in all did we raise for Feeding America? Yeah, so uh, our final tally is drum roll sound effect that I'm sure you clipped, da, 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 right? da, 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 Yeah, yeah, totally. That sounds like a no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this In the last five weeks, we have raised 15000 $384 just from your donations, guys. Uh, remember, our original goal was $500. So, mission accomplished, I would say. Uh, we also broke Chills. The 10K we did it barrier, again. Right. Which means Ty over there is going to get a tattoo. He's still, you know. Uh, oh, by the way, I heard back from the tattoo artist. Well, her, oh, her uh, assistant person. Yeah. Her booking yeah. assistant. Yeah. Do we have a date yet? Uh, so, it's going to be in June. I, I don't know Ooh. the date exactly. Right, I well, need to pick out a day, but she said that her only availability is in June. Sure. So. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 All right. So cool. So there you go. We'll keep you guys on the loop in that. Uh, we, so $15,384 raised. That is uh, 153,000 meals um, just from you guys donating. Uh, we also have pitched in uh, about 500 uh, new uh, YouTube subs which obviously doing the math 10 cents for every uh, new YouTube sub that is uh, 500 additional meals or $50 that we'll be throwing on, on our end. So that would bring our total up to 15,485 or sorry, uh, 15,435, 36, kind of depending on if we have any stragglers before we, we post this. So mm-hmm. either way, guys, $15,400 uh, raised, uh, from your guys's donations and just from clicking the, the subscribe button, it, it's blown away our wildest expectations. And obviously, thank you to everybody who donated, whether it was a dollar um, or whether it was Dennis with five thousand dollars. Guys, we appreciate everything uh, that you guys were able to donate. Um, this is something Ty and I want to do again in the future. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be a couple months. We don't, we don't want to get in the habit of asking you guys to donate money every single day. Uh, but thank you so much for donating to this. It's been such a huge, huge success. Ty and I will, you know, probably we might do feeding America again. We might look at other organizations, um, as well, but, uh, thank you guys so much for, for, you know, helping us on this, this fun little idea we had and for, uh, blowing our wildest expectations out of the water. Much appreciated. So Taylor Tremell arrived in the Mariners clubhouse yesterday and he brought some rye bread and mustard with him. Grand Slam in the first Ooh. inning after three consecutive walks from Chris Bassett. That was really the only damage the Mariners were able to do against Bassett uh, before they were able to get to the uh, Blue Jays bullpen later on in that game. Very familiar to a, another game between those two teams not too long ago. Uh, so Tremel's return, uh, I saw a, um, I believe it was the Couch GM on YouTube. Shout out to uh, the Couch GM. Uh, they had a video. Uh, titled is Taylor Trammell the solution to the Mariners DH problem again Mariners do not have a DH problem not throwing shade at the couch GM by the way I'm just saying the Mariners do not have a DH problem what Taylor Trammell does though he allows for the Mariners to now rotate their outfielders through the DH spot which is ultimately going to upgrade the DH spot which has been a problem for the Mariners so he he might do that might might good start off to a good start certainly but you know we we have some you know what a couple hundred at bats of taylor trammell in the big leagues that says he's not exactly major league quality now last year i think he posted a 99 wrc plus which 
if you add just that, if he just is a 99 again, that's pretty significant upgrade over what you've been running out there uh, in the bottom of your lineup. So yeah, it's not a DH problem. It's a bat problem. You need another hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tramel is just even a league average hitter that will greatly improve the DH basically by default, but it's not going to be because Taylor Tramel is the DH. Um, as Ty said, it's just because they're going to be able to rotate guys through and play a little more matchup, give Julio a little bit more time off, uh, which you might need uh, because Tramel can't play center. Um, in fact, he probably should be. Um, not to nitpick, but it was a little weird that Kelnick was in, in center instead of left with Trammell in left. They probably should have flipped those two guys. Uh, Trammell's a better center fielder than Jared Kelnick, but whatever. Yeah, but does you Jared know? make that catch in the netting yesterday, probably. Colby? Probably. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he's got enough speed to make that catch, yeah. Yeah, either way. Um, yeah, so in a way, Taylor Trammell could be the answer Mm -hmm. to the Mariners DH problem, but it's not because he's a DH. It's because he might be a league average bat uh, that just lengthens the lineup a little bit more and allows you to play matchup and allows you to, you know, pick and choose where you play Pollock, pick and choose when Tay Oscar needs to be in the field and when he needs a day off. Um, It just, it it really could be helpful. But again, I don't want to sit here and say that Taylor Trammell is the answer. Taylor Trammell could be an answer. And, that's pretty good considering what we've seen from Tommy Lestella and Cooper Hummel, who I think we feel pretty good are not the answer. So Taylor Trammell with one swing has been more valuable to the Mariners than Tommy Lestella has been through the first okay. month of the season. Okay. That's not um, an, that's not an inaccurate statement. It's, it's not, but <laughs> I think I honestly, so here, here's my little defense of Tommy Lestella and it's oh, really not. Oh no. Okay. No, I'm just saying like, the Mariners are partly to blame for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They will not give Tommy LaStella at bats. Oh, I don't want it and, to get misconstrued here. I don't hate Tommy LaStella, like, or specifically point the finger at him. It's just he's not good anymore. Why is he on this roster? So ultimately, I, I am asking those questions. I am ultimately upset. I guess, if you will, upset's not the best word, but I am frustrated with the front office for sticking with him. How are we sure that Tommy Estelle is not good when the guy's gotten 10 at-bats in the last three weeks? Okay, it's mostly... Isn't it kind of hard to get to a rhythm at the plate when you're getting one at-bat every four days? But again, you can't afford to allow him the time to get into a rhythm. How, sure why? Can. Why? Because you, you gave Cooper Hummel like six DH stays. Well, Taylor Trammell is here now, so no. Well, yeah, now. But <laughs> like, uh, what I'm saying is, is that I think that the Marin, like, here's the deal: if Tommy Lestell is not healthy enough to uh-huh. be at the DH more than once a week, he shouldn't be on the roster, right? He never should have been there to begin with, is what I'm saying. So to me, like, and he's been like, he's like three for his last twelve, which again, not that's not anything, but it's it's two fifty. You know, what I mean, like. Yeah, but let's talk uh, about me, the quality of the hits and like. Mm, all right, we're we're gonna nitpick quality of the hits right now because you know Sam Haggerty played second base a lot or first base. Well, I'm I'm days. not saying that Sam Haggerty should so, be on this roster either right now. Oh, I'm just oh, interesting. I, I seem to remember somebody in the offseason saying, "Why are we assuming Sam but, Haggerty's good?" But, but here's but here's the know, thing. But this is a, but Haggerty is another great example of this team right now putting guys into unfair situations. Right. Well, Sam yeah, Haggerty but, shouldn't be playing first base, right? Like, uh, Sam Haggerty shouldn't be playing first I, base. Sam Haggerty shouldn't I mean, be playing first base. No, dude. Here's the thing about that though. Haggerty was perfectly good 
there on Saturday. He makes but, a mistake on Sunday and all of a sudden like, oh, he can't play first base. It's like he was still, really good there on but, Saturday. No, he shouldn't be. But you're not carrying a backup first baseman because you're not stupid. Right. But OK, you're not carrying Mike Ford, but, but Mike no, Ford is up, more valuable know, to you than is, Tommy LaStella. I, shut up. This, I know this is where you're going with this, but you're not carrying Mike Ford specifically so that he could play first base on days. Ty Francis sick. You're carrying him because you think he's a better hitter than Tommy LaStella. And he just oh. so happens to be able to play first yeah. base. Yes. Yeah. Agree. So let's 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 distinguish the two here because I saw people. But it, Mike but Ford again, should be like, on this team we, because you, then he could play first base. No, but Mike you should have be someone that... because he's a better hitter than Tommy Lestella. Those are two different things. But I think you should also have someone that can pick up a first base glove and be in a better position to contribute there than Sam Haggerty. So Colin Moran, well, Mike well, Ford, doesn't matter. Just someone right, that again, can do you're it. Not, if Mike Ford couldn't hit, if you were convinced Mike Ford couldn't hit, would he be on this roster because he can play first base? No. No, no that is the okay. point. That is the point. So if you don't think okay. Mike Ford can hit, uh, Dylan Moore's on the IL. Dylan Moore's played first base before. You've had no issue with that. What's the other option? If if Ty France is sick, you're going to put Cal Raleigh out there at first base? How do you know Cal Raleigh's any better at first base than Sam Haggerty? See, this is you what don't. he this is what he does, folks. He tells me to shut up. He continues to ramble on and on. And by the time that I can finally make my counter argument, we're out of time. And now I have to move on oh, to the darn. next segment. Wow. Look at that. Very convenient how that happens there. It's Mr. also Pat very Note. convenient that Ty controls the clock essentially. And he, when he doesn't have a counter argument, because I'm making perfect it's, sense. We're at 25 minutes. The You're the one that's going to be like, wrap it up. Well, wrap, wrap it, it up. up. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to wrap it up, you know, and I'm going to let the people decide. Right. I think, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll leave this up to the, uh, the court of public. If opinion. you want Mike Ford up at the big league level right now, just so that he can play first base and you don't think he can hit. You're being stupid. No, I think he can hit. I think he can hit to okay, answer your question directly. That's why you call him up. Yeah, not I'm calling him. I'm calling him base. up because I think he can hit more than Tommy Lasella can right now. Right. Just do, and that has nothing to do with his ability to play first base. Yeah, he can also play that first base. So that's the the that is yeah that, exactly. That's what I was going to say is that that is a bonus. Uh, to right. I just think that he's a more valuable overall player to the Mariners roster right now, even if it's just for a week than Tommy Lasella is. But also with Miller coming up tomorrow, the move is probably going to be Listella. They're carrying an extra bat right now. So yeah. Yeah. Or Caballero could be Caballero, but I doubt it. I, I, I kind of doubt it too. He, he seems like someone that even though the results haven't been there, Scott service likes to have around. Yeah. Plus he can run, you know, he could play a couple yeah. spots to me. It's either your, your DFA and Listella or you're probably sending down Haggerty. I think it's one of those two. Right. All right. So I want to talk about the uh, City Connect jerseys. I want to talk about John Schneider's comments on Cal Raleigh. We're going to try to cram all this in the next uh, five to seven-ish minutes. But first, before we get into that, a reminder that today's episode is of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right 
parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So on Friday, again, we the last time you and I recorded together was Thursday. So Friday, the Mariners officially unveiled their City Connect uniforms. We had already seen the jersey and we had already given our thoughts on the jersey from the leaks. But now we've seen it in its entirety. We have now seen the hat and we have now seen the pants. Colby, the pants have been a major topic of discussion with these city connect uniforms so that let's talk about the hat first the hat for me it clears i like the hat a lot i like yeah, the i yeah. like the trident i know everyone's losing their mind about bringing the trident back it's been so many years since they've had it in regular well, rotation uh, rotation yeah i like it i also like the black bill i think it's cool i, li- I like the contrast mm-hmm. of the black and the blue yeah. it's dope yeah i bought one already yeah so yeah i bought one i think it's coming tomorrow actually yeah, so I'm excited for it. I think the hat looks really clean. I like the black bill. I think that's a nice mm. nod to uh, the the Seattle Steelhead, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's yeah, a yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to the to the Steelheads, yeah. right? For some reason, I couldn't remember the team name, but yeah, Seattle Steelhead. Oh, I think that's, that's that's why you were asking. Oh, I thought you were just wondering if that was actually a nod to the Steelheads. You forgot the Steelheads name. How embarrassing, Colby. Is it a team that existed for like a year? Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, it's a nice shot. It's a nice shout out to them. I like the the black bill. Uh, I like that they went with the trident. Uh, you know, I'm not a child, so I don't believe in curses or anything like that. So I don't care about the upside down trident because you know I'm an adult. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it looks clean. I think the hat is really well done. I think it plays off the the jersey top really well. So yeah, from the belt up, a plus. <laughs> So let's talk about the Batman pants because they, they look like Batman pants. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. With the utility belt and everything. The yellow utility belt. Yep. Uh, okay. I'm going to hold, I'm going to reserve judgment for after I see them in action, but it's, it's going to take a while to get used to them. Now for the, the folks pants are a C at best for the folks that uh are holding out for white pants or were holding out for white pants there there still might be hope as they should be the the dodgers they had an all blue uniform set for the city connect uh they ended up switching to the blue uniform with the white pants uh eventually so and i think that's what they're rocking with now full time whenever they wear their city connects so it's possible if maybe they lose a lot in those uniforms and they want to switch it up or if just the response is terrible to the or black they pants, just have eyeballs <laughs> they might switch it up to the white pants um but that's not gonna white, happen for a while white so. pants blue piping it's so easy it was a we, layup guys it was a layup nike anyways socks are fire would, so would you would cool. you would you have rather had blue pants or the black pants probably blue probably blue it, it's the black pants are just it's such a stark contrast it's so weird like right. it, it caught me off guard and again they're trying to pay homage to the the steelhead there fine whatever yeah. you already did that with the build a cap and with the sleeves okay it's too much white pants it's not that difficult look i'm gonna i'm gonna not i'm gonna not act like the uh the fashion police over here oh, but I'm going to. but uh it's gonna take a while to get used to me personally yeah yeah 
for sure. How are you but, even supposed to wear? Never mind. Big big fan of the jersey though. Big fan of the hat. Socks are good too. A plus across the board, uh, except for the pants. Um, yeah, the socks are cool. The socks are basically the ones uh, from the leaks with the uh, trident instead, but of with the, the trident logo. Also, yep. when I when I pointed that out, that uh, the S logo that we initially saw uh, on those leaks was like the initial idea. Kevin Martinez, uh, VP of marketing over at the uh, Mariners, did like that tweet. So I, I guess that's a confirmation if sure. you want to take it as such uh, that the yeah. uh, the initial idea was that compass with the S. But yeah. yeah, overall, I would give the uniform like a B plus. That's how bad the pants are because everything else is an A plus. Yeah, agreed. I'm not. Yeah, not a huge fan of the pants. All right. So after after the game yesterday, which, yeah, I left early. I don't owe you an explanation for that. It was, it's my birthday. I had I had places to be. I had people. Today for me. is your birthday, Ty. Not yesterday. yeah, but it, but today is a work day, so I celebrated yesterday. So mm, did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I didn't have people waiting on me, and if it wasn't just a you know a game in late April, and also if the Mariners hadn't done what they had done the last mm. four games before that, then I probably mm. would have stayed. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> I'm a fake Some fan, obviously. I. Some oh, don't act like that's the same. Scoreless baseball. That's a false so. equivalency. That's a false it? equivalency. It? it was a zero zero eighteen game. innings. It was eight cra- to five. I, had- I stayed when it was eight to one Blue Jays in the playoffs, and I stayed the whole game yeah, and watched one of the that- greatest comebacks in playoff history. So miss yeah, me but you're not that. leaving for that. I had cracking tickets, so I missed things too. I had other commitments <laughs> yeah, too because you're, that you're I couldn't a known go to. Big Kraken fan, which by the way, uh, clearly I am. Go look at the timeline. Yeah. Shout out to well, go look at the timeline. I have been there since day one, obviously. Shout out to Erica. They've tried very hard to make Kraken. sure I wasn't there, but you know, I stuck it out. Anyway, as you were saying, John Schneider. John Schneider. The bad one. Yeah, the 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 not uh the non Seahawks. Yeah, 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 the non Seahawks general manager, John Schneider. Uh manager of the Blue Jays, John Schneider, had some comments about Cal Raleigh, who continues to own the country of Canada. Yeah, that's right. Prime Minister Cal Raleigh, uh, who hit two home runs in the comeback win yesterday, including the game winner in extra innings, and basically said, I'm going to paraphrase here. I don't have the quote right here, but basically said, uh, he's not actually that good of a hitter. Uh, it's just our execution has been poor, and that's why he's beat us. Um, no, John. Cal Raleigh owns your joke of a franchise. And, oh, how do I know that they're a joke of a franchise, John? Well, because they made you full-time manager after you spearheaded one of the most embarrassing and disgraceful playoff losses in the history of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So how about you so, learn how to win on the biggest stage before you start talking? Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, Cal Raleigh's not very good but he keeps on hitting these home runs against us. So John, just, you know, using basic logic, are you saying your pitchers aren't very good? Mm. It's gotta be one or the other, right? Sounds like you're Cal throwing them under good, the bus. Yeah. If Cal Raleigh's not good and he's still hitting home runs against you, he's better than your pitchers. Mm. Kind of painting yourself into a corner. Didn't you, John? And by the way, I don't know that he's hundred percent wrong. Here's the thing, right? Most people know how to get Shohei Otani out. It's not a big mystery, right? You throw him something that breaks away from him on the outside corner. He'll chase and he'll roll over. People know that. That's not the issue. People know how to get Mike Trout out. That's not the issue. 
The issue is always execution. So why is it any different for Cal Raleigh? Yeah, it's just sour grapes, or whatever. And and it was fun to hear, you know, Ty, you didn't hear this because, you know, you left, you abandoned your team. Right, um, but right, just kind of, of the course. air go out of the stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could kind of feel it, honestly, after he hit the first two run home run, you're like, uh-oh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, fist clenching and teeth grinding happening in Toronto right now. They've seen this movie before. And uh, I don't I don't know this is going to go that well. And then Raleigh pops the second one. The air goes out of the stadium entirely. And uh, it was on. Ty, you have to tell us what that was like. What was it like to feel the air go out of that stadium when Raleigh hit that majestic? I can I can tell you about the blast. air that went out of uh, the, the place I was at with Blue Jays fans around. No, who no, no, were watching no, no. The Yeah, game. I mean, the stadium, right? Obviously, you were at the stadium <laughs> when that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I messed up. I messed, like? up. I messed yeah. up. I messed yeah. up. I messed up. I messed up. All right. Ty and I feel was like not an there idiot. for his team when they needed him the most. <laughs> not him. at all. So no, I no. Me leaving is why they won. Oh, so gonna try that. See, okay. I, I see. I'm the reason that they won yesterday. Uh, it's also the fact that I sat in the same section as I did for Wild Card Game Two. And basically the same exact thing happened, except I, yeah. I I'm just saying Gary Hill would be ashamed it. of you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to and apologize to, to Gary. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good game. I catch the end. I caught the end of it, obviously, on, on my phone uh, and then at, uh, at a bar. And Are the seats that bad that you had to watch it on your phone to see the action, Ty? Wow, that's... They should do something about that. Don't worry. I still I still rep the set. I still gave it to some Blue Jays fans that I saw. It's all good. I, I, I imagine I made the up vibes, for it. though, were definitely not as bad because the, the Leafs finally won Oh, the yeah, series, yeah, yeah. Right? No, what, all right, so so real quick, like Friday, yeah, I got, seconds. Friday, I got some comments on like what I was wearing and stuff from people, yeah. you know, Mariners suck, all that, whatever, right? Sunday, no one cared. Most people acted like they were hungover because they, they were probably, probably were. hungover. Probably yeah. Were, yeah. Well, did you see the celebration after the Leafs won in the se- no, in the streets of Toronto? Yeah. It was like they won the cup. So, like, yeah, okay. people went pretty hard. It. People went pretty hard downtown. So, which I mean, that's kind of the equivalent to them of the Mariners ending the playoff drought. So, the uh, yeah. So don't blame them necessarily we on that front. We didn't torch the city, but okay. That's true. That's true. But in terms of the uh, the feats, yeah, fairly similar stuff. I mean, we just kind of sat there and watched our manager get tanked on TV. That was that's how we rad. celebrated breaking a drought. That was, so. that was that was pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I like drunk. Anyways. Drunk Scott is pretty legendary. All right, folks. Well, that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Padnode. I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen on tomorrow's show. Just a reminder, we'll get you set for the Major League debut of Bryce Miller. But for now, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace